Hey guys, welcome to episode 22 of Simple Ken. There's no guest on this episode, it's just you and I. How are you guys doing? Uh, it's been a two-week gap. This was a conscious effort. I didn't uh, delay it. Uh, I mean, it wasn't delayed by accident. I just felt like the last three episodes came back to back. And uh, I think all of you didn't have the time to catch up on them. So I thought, let's let's give a two-week breather to this episode. And um, I got some insane questions for this one. Um, there are some episodes where I do genuinely say I was not happy with the questions. But this episode was mind-blowing. And uh, wait, how many, how many, how many uh, comments are there on the video? There are like, yeah, 400 plus the 80 on Instagram. So it was quite a task to um, go through all of them. Also, uh, I want to address a couple of things. I saw a comment on SimpleKen where some follower was feeling bad for me saying that there was a time when Kenny's videos used to get millions of views and now it's gaily bedding. 50k guys it's okay first of all it's uh, it's a 47 minute video so don't worry don't be worried about this series 47,000 people listening to a guy talk for for 47 minutes um, is insane right so 50k to 100k is amazing so don't worry and also this is not rehearsed unlike stand-up which is a properly packaged and like those stand-up videos I've been doing it for like eight months or a year and then I release it so no wonder they do well so don't worry about this series, it's not going to go away. A lot of people are like, oh, after the pandemic is over, Kenny's going to stop this again. And someone rightfully pointed out that I did this before the pandemic happened. Before, oh no, speaking of pandemic, <laughs> that's how I sneeze. Uh, I started this before the pandemic, so this is not going to go anywhere. Don't worry. I will continue doing this. I really like it. So do you want to address those two things? And also somewhat on the last episode said, I find this very boring and all of you attacked them. Uh, I think it was a her. Again, it's, it is boring. Uh, and also not everything has to be entertaining. Nothing's going to be entertaining for 47 minutes unless it's a TV show like Game of Thrones with a million dollar budget, millions of dollars budget. So again, if you don't want to watch me talk for 45 minutes, I would highly recommend don't watch this. It's not entertaining. And no one usually does watch such long content. And it is for the few of you who do, because I always wanted to do something like this and uh, never had the guts to do it. And I realized that most people have YouTube channels where it only does one thing. Like one big example is Epic Rap Battles of History. I don't know if you've seen it. They used to have a channel and Epic Rap Battles was one of the things in the channel and everyone requested make it a separate channel and they did that because it's a company right with a lot of people with many series and producers my page is not a company it's just me so i want my youtube channel to reflect that so it's going to have a podcast it's going to have a 10 minute sketch video it's going to have stand-up it's going to have chai time it's going to have a vlogs so um it might be confusing to people who used to like conventional YouTube channels. Even my Instagram is like that. A lot of people say make Ken and Chip a separate channel. And I'm like, no, exactly who I am. And the context of, of the context of knowing me makes the comic book, comic series more 
fulfilling. Speaking of context, I got a question just about this. It's by Jesse James J. And he says, what a smooth segue to the question, if you noticed. In an earlier episode with Naveen Richard, you guys said you were huge fans of Seinfeld. However, I've tried watching his show and stand-up clips over and over, but did not find them that entertaining. Some of my friends share the same opinion too, which is why it baffles me when two of the best comedians in India say they worship him. Okay, we didn't say we worship Seinfeld, but two of the best comedians in India. Hey man, calm down bro. Is there something I, as a layman, am missing? No disrespect to Mr. Seinfeld. Not trying to be a snob. I'm just a comedy enthusiast trying to understand why. P.S. I'm a comedy consumer only and haven't written a, a single joke yet in all my life. Wow, this guy is very careful and he's like, yo, I'm not saying I know your job. A very genuine question and you put it so well and politely, overly polite, that I felt I should answer this. Context in comedy or context in content is a very interesting thing. Uh, I saw a podcast by Andrew Schultz and he was talking about how if this generation understands Dave Chappelle because if you're not seen Dave Chappelle in his heyday if you see Dave Chappelle now he's just preaching the whole time which I freaking love but if you are a comedy enthusiast and you watch it you're like where are the jokes this is some sentimental bullshit he's just talking about his feelings and it makes sense to me because I have context so Seinfeld is uh, context heavy. If you have seen how he went from a stand-up comedian to writing a show, and writing a show that didn't have a conventional format, back then sitcoms had a very conventional format. This is about a family. Um, this is about two people living in a city. Or this is about friends. But Seinfeld was very bizarre for its time. Where um, and, and I know I use the word bizarre a lot. Okay, you guys have been commenting that. <laughs> thanks for making me aware of... Thanks for taking away one other thing that makes me happy. Anyway, I'm kidding. So, it had a very unique premise. It had characters that were not necessarily likable. It had a very strong female lead who was hilarious. Back then, and uh, apparently when I read about it, I don't know how true this is. Uh, Elaine, the character of Elaine, was a studio note. And they didn't have a female character in the show. And they added her after the studio note. Where studio note is a studio giving feedback to a show. And she became such an integral part of the show. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus is an incredible actress who did Veep after that. And so many other things. So back then having such a strong female lead who's also so funny and integral to a plot was unheard of. Um, not unheard of, it was not as much and, and it was a good show. She was not relegated to the wife or the um, whatever, friend. She was like a character of her own and she was hilarious. So, so you have all that context. You also have the context of this guy who came on all the late night shows and established himself as this comic and the sheer confidence he had even though he was a new comic was also very unheard of. Like now you have like Anyone's cocky and confident now. Back then, people are very formal. and So all this context kind of makes Seinfeld fun. And also, he's clean, which is also strange because stand-up technically was uh, an art form about being honest and um, brash. Um, and two schools of thought came out of it. 
right so richard pryor was brash eddie murphy was brash while um ironically cosby was the clean and sanfield was clean so all these things make sanfield very interesting and no comedian had a such a insanely successful series right like uh, everybody loves raymond i think came after sanfield so he kind of started the tre- trend of he's not good looking he's not a fantastic actor why does this show work and he also co-wrote the show with larry david so all these things make him very interesting i completely agree he's might not be the funniest role on your belly laughing comedian but i like him for very different reasons also i like him because of how stable his mental health has been i like how enterprising and um successful he is as a businessman um i also like him being clean i also like how i think i said that before that when i was a kid i watched the first comedian i ever saw was seinfeld and i did not know what he was doing was comedy and i saw the show seinfeld and i was like oh this is interesting and in the break he used to tell jokes to the audience and i was like why does why is the whole show this because i love this that's when i discovered stand up and that's it was incredible to me that a jewish guy from new york who is four decades older than me i could relate to and i was laughing with him so that was incredible to me and it's it's calls is cause of his writing so yeah so this is why so if you look at a comic that everyone loves and you don't understand why most probably they are an older comic and most probably there's a lot of context that you don't understand star wars is kind of like that like if you see the new star wars movies you're like i don't see the big deal but if you were young and you saw the initial star wars so this new movie has a lot of context it doesn't make it good or bad it's just context adds a lot of value to things so it's almost like it's a very interesting this topic it's endless it's how um, there is content which you don't need context for and there's content which you need a lot of context for and usually i've noticed things with context give you way more emotional satisfaction if you watch one episode of a series you're like ah i'm not feeling it but if you watch season 3 episode 7 a minor thing has a huge effect on you right because the show's writers and creators have created so much context for a character that if a character just says you know what i'm going to ask her out as a novice you're like what's the big deal but if you have the context you're like oh my god this character asking her out is a huge deal and you start associating your achievements with this character so context usually builds a lot of emotional reaction so unfortunately content that requires context takes a lot of time because we love instant gratification so things that don't need context usually do well for example tiktok or reels or 10 uh, minute stand up clips or short series which is 20 minutes or 30 minutes versus a one hour series right people say right i don't have the time to invest but if you get into it the satisfaction is so much right i don't think you ever regretted watching a series and it's good and you're like man every episode is so fulfilling you don't get that from a non context piece of content same thing um dave chapel might not be the funniest punchline comic right now but the satisfaction i get from him talking about his history is amazing so yes great question dude thanks for asking okay so faze shri 
Shrey asks, Hi, Kenny, recently Candace Owens made a statement bring back Manly Men on Harry Styles' Vogue cover in which he's wearing a dress. Just wanted to know what you think makes a man a man and also can society go strong with vulnerable soft guys who wear dresses as she points out that no society can go without strong men. Thanks, Simple Ken. Okay, just for context, if people don't know who Candace Owens is, Candace Owens is the Arunab, Arunab of America. So she says a lot of things too get into the press as many people do so and actually no it's not just her a lot of people uh, criticize Harry Styles for wearing uh, I think this is a picture and first of all I love Harry Styles okay and I didn't even know about his I mean I know he's from One Direction but I don't even follow his music that much I see his interviews and he's such a fun happy comfortable guy and he's like very good looking and very comfortable with who he is. Uh, he, I last night saw the SNL um, videos. He was on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live and he was doing a great job. This is very interesting because I've struggled with this whole manly man thing my entire life. And um, I learned a lot from my dad. So my dad is very in touch with his emotions and he's way more, uh, has way more feminine qualities than my mom does. And I've I associated that with other men and I realized that's such a high expectation because my dad is technically a dad and a mom. Um, I mean, no offense to my mom. My mom's great. So when I met other men in my life, I was just like, why aren't you emotionally aware of your feelings and why aren't you empathetic? Because my dad is like that. And I realized that, oh shit, my dad has put a very bizarre high standard for men. And ironically, my mom's more masculine. So I have a masculine expectation from women, which is interesting. It's not, I'm not, I'm gen, I sound like I'm generalizing, but obviously you can't forget the influence your parents have. And I realized I like women who are, have more masculine qualities. So, and I like to be around men who have feminine qualities. Like I can't be around guys who are not sweet or empathetic or kind or I'm not saying these are just feminine qualities. I mean, men can also be that. But you know what I'm saying, right? Um, I can't be around manly men because I feel it's terrible that, you know, you get trapped in this emotionless. Um, I love hugging my male friends. I love telling them I miss them. Um, I think that's a wonderful way. I also like to acknowledge if they're feeling sad. And I think this is something that guys... I mean, if you do it, great. If you don't, I mean, this is just my perspective. So when Harry Styles wears a dress and he's not getting support, first of all, it's a very bizarre situation because Harry Styles is from One Direction. He's very successful. He's very good looking. And this does not affect him in any way. He's not being, what is the word? He's not being oppressed by any way. But I would be more... I would think more about this if it was not Harry Styles who wore a dress, but a regular dude who's not that good looking and famous wore a dress and how would people react. And um, he looks amazing in that dress, by the way. So um, I just feel this goes into the category of she's being mean. She's allowed to express what she feels. She's famous, so we know what she feels. But if you two were at home and you saw the Vogue cover of Harry Styles and said that, oh, he looks girly and I don't like this. That's okay, right? Because you can say what you want. So going after Candace doesn't make sense. But she is being mean. So when I... So if you bitch about someone in the comfort of your home or friends, it's not about being right or wrong. You're being mean. And 
but you can say what you want to say and you can also be mean and be nice so uh this is not that deep i just say whenever there's like how can someone say this about someone how how can you i'm like you have to realize that we have freedom of expression so you can't only want nice things but you can say hey you're being mean <laughs> that's allowed and they're allowed to be mean but you don't have to be friends with them so you can ask them to get lost uh so again i got another question about harry sells ali uh about this so man's man i i said i was struggling with this because when i was growing up i i was okay with being vulnerable and as okay to admit things and as okay to say like i don't have this figured out and i think that was not considered manly and uh, i just the first time i started noting this noticing this was when i was in a band and my bandmate had very masculine characters and i had little more feminine characters but we were both good looking so the the women that approached us were very interesting women that approached again i'm generalizing but i found it interesting women approached him were women who wanted manly men but they were very feminine and women who approached me wanted a guy who was empathetic and soft but they were not super girly which i liked so i was like oh it's it's about balance i guess and i think um this comes from the fact that men and women are different and they should be because it's amazing that we're different so we complement each other and we can work together as a society before you guys think i'm saying women and men in a certain way um but i found it very interesting how we always get into a relationship that kind of complements each other in a good way or bad way you can have a submissive and a um dominant person coming together which is not a great relationship but it's kind of complementing each other otherwise they won't stand each other um same thing with i think um i don't think i can be with someone who would totally depend depend on me completely nothing wrong with that but i know a lot of guys who would love that who get a sense of purpose that yeah you're dependent on me i feel like a man otherwise what's the point of relationship for me it's the opposite that if you depend on me then you should get a dad <laughs> i'm sorry this week uh same thing with me i think if uh, i am a guy and i want to be treated like a guy like you know i don't know how to fold my clothes or i'm a guy i don't cook stupid it is so but again for me if you're like that and you're in a relationship and it works for you good for you so yeah but now i'm much more comfortable with it now i'm like yo i'm this wonderfully feminine empathetic guy and um, my friends appreciate that and i'm with people like that and i realize how cool my dad is so good for me this name i can't pronounce it's spelled n i g a z h e i don't know how to pronounce it so i won't hi kenny hope you and your family are doing good thanks for taking time and making this wonderful show both in audio and video oh you're welcome i watch this on youtube and listen to it on a podcast when i go for a walk makes me feel like having a deep conversation with a friend that is the purpose actually audio gives me a different perspective sometimes to catch up on things that i miss while watching thank you and it's been great that's also a very interesting perspective that i realize that you can listen to me and do other stuff i live in new zealand and working here awesome place being an introvert living alone never bothered me and often enjoyed hashtag me time now pandemic and work from home for almost one year makes me realize slash hit that i don't have friends here and few friends i can call are in different time zones or married <laughs> 
<laughs> I like how being in a different time zone and being married is the same thing. That they're not accessible. Classic. Yo, when I'm married, I'm going to keep talking to all my friends. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, have one have one friend also my ne- next of kin. She's kind of bully. But since I don't have anyone else, I put up with her nonsense. Oh, no. Nothing major, so it's fine. Okay, okay, great. I feel it's not easy to make friends at this age. 32. I'm always wondering how did we make friends at school or college or even at work? What is that we are lacking when we grow old? I feel it'll be creepy to go and talk to someone at gym or at bookstore and expect them to meet for coffee. How to make friends, not date friends. Okay. N-I-G-A-Z-H-E. I don't know who you are, but you are single and you've gone to New Zealand and you're working. So I'm guessing you're really good at your job. And not many people can do this. So you're kind of more intelligent than most people. I'm assuming. I'm just giving you benefits in the dark. You are 32. Okay. And it's great. This pandemic has made a lot of people realize that you have to invest in your social life. I figured this out by going to therapy for years. And because I have the luxury and the money and the time to do it. But this pandemic forced everyone to just acknowledge the bizarre relationships they have with their family and friends. And I took this question because I know everyone's going through this. And I kept trying to push this because I thought my main focus in life is to be financially independent, figure my career, use friends and all I can figure out. Nope. It's um, it's a huge, huge, huge part of your life. And once you cross 40, 50, 60, that's all you'll have. It's your friends. It's your family. It's your relationships. If you don't have a strong... And these things build through time. So, um, let's look. First, being an introvert. I don't know when this got flipped. Before being introvert was bad. Now being introvert is cool. Yo, there's nothing good about not having good social skills. Okay? You should be upset that that's a part of your life that you've not worked on. Even if you're introverted, you should just work on it. Like anything else, if you're bad at making food, learn it. It's a good skill to have. If you're bad at talking to people or want to make friends and you feel bad about it, work on it. Don't take it lightly. So uh, make an effort. Yeah, you're right. It seems very awkward to go to someone and talk to them at the gym. It is not, dude. It's very, in the beginning, it seems very hard. I'll just give you an example. You could be, go, you go to the water place to get water and um, someone could come and you could just fake a question saying, hey, how do you get cold water? And they would help you out and you'd be like, oh, thanks, I'm sorry. I'm new here. I don't know how to use it. And them, if they are nice, will be like, oh, where are you from? Boom, conversation. Okay, and I and I know you. If you don't do it, you'll never find out because the pros and cons of asking a very simple question. The pros are much higher. Simple question like "Hello, good morning." They won't be like, "How dare you speak to me, you freak!" But they'll never do that. But the pro is that they might become a friend eventually. And just be patient. Also, don't ask someone for coffee the moment you meet them. That's too soon. You'll find out all of this when you start putting yourself out there. And I'm glad you realize this, that you realize what what an empty life it is without friends and family. So please invest in it. Okay, I have faith in you, buddy. And you're 32, shut up, you're not old. God damn it. It's not easy to make friends. Nothing is easy. 
and as you get older it's very hard to fit into a swing and go into a playground as well okay things just change so i hope this help <laughs> i know i'm so angry um finally last question for this episode is by jaydev jayaraj oof jay jay i really found this question interesting this kind of comes back to that man's man question in a weird way this is not really a question but more of a thought and a request even though i've been watching your stuff for a while i could only admit to myself that i'm a fan of your work after i started watching simple can when i was in school and college i was in a phase where everything where anything that's not dark including comedy is too mainstream and mainstream sucks basically i was an edge lord <laughs> It's such a great word, edge lord. I just want to Google edge lord and tell you what's the uh, definition of it. An edge lord is someone on an internet forum who deliberately talks about controversial, offensive, taboo, or nihilistic subjects in order to shock others in an uh, effort to appear cool or edgy. <laughs> such a great word. And I thought you were too much of a princess because of your content. Aging a little made me realize how childish I was. Okay, Jairaj, just because you're being nice and you're a fan now, calling me a princess is pretty mean. But I get what you're saying. This is what I struggle with: that I came across so soft or feminine that most guys are like, "Yeah," but I'm like, "It's cool, man. <laughs> I still got muscles." <laughs> um, yeah, so. If you look at my personality I have certain aspects of me which are very manly man and certain aspects which are very feminine like I have I love motorcycles uh, I love doing stuff that's adventurous and risky which I think is associated with manly man and I go to the gym and but at the same time um I enjoy simple things like food and going out and pretty things and beautiful things and animals So yeah I get it bro this is this is how most guys react to me um i think tanmay had said in some podcast that guys say i feel more comfortable with my female friends than my guy friends and he was like yeah obviously because women have uh, a higher eq so you feel comfortable emotionally and you feel safe and guys are just dicks who just put each other down <laughs> i mean my my guy friends are nice um So I really found this question interesting. Okay, so he goes on to say and he said um aging a little made me realize how childish I was, which is very um mature of you to admit on a public platform. Listening to Simple can actually increase my respect towards you and I actually ended up appreciating you and your work a lot more. I'm glad it did, man. I admire your work ethic and I'm probably a bit jealous too because discipline is a skill that I have a hard time mastering. Man, that takes a lot lot to say, dude, and um I also I'm scared of my work ethic. So far I've been able to maintain it. But it's not easy for me as well. It takes a lot of effort to keep uh going as Dave Chappelle says keep moving forward. It's very hard to do that. There's so much negativity dude. Holy shit. And I've seen internet grow from 2007 and back then they used to just say you suck. Now the hating is so nuanced. like they make it personalized and shit oh my god is really painful and every day i put something out right every other day at least and 
it's like you put yourself through rejection every day and i don't know why i do this is why i go for therapy dude is just that the amount of rejection i go through and i put myself through willingly is insane and no healthy person should do that to themselves i hope you don't stop putting up the long recordings of you talking after the pandemic even though i realize it would be hard to produce this while doing stand up full time anyways i love your work and pardon my fractured train of thought no not at all jaydev and uh, as i said this was started before the pandemic and thank you for this backhanded <laughs> compliment but uh, i took this question up because um, a lot of the female fans are incredibly sweet and very expressive and they constantly shower me with wonderfully positive messages and i always read them and i'm sorry if it feels like i don't acknowledge them but the male fans when they say stuff like this um as a guy i know what's going on in their head and it's very interesting to watch a guy come come to terms with his emotions it's amazing it's like my favorite show it's like context it's like he gave us so much context he gave us context of how he was and now how he's feeling and how he kind of was disappointed in himself and there's also still uh some reluctance in like saying nice things about me maybe i maybe i'm reading into it too much but it's such a nuanced and such a layered comment and i read it as like oh, 100% i have to talk about this and this happened to me also with so many artists um actually i used to feel this way about aib and i don't think even they know this was i saw them and i used to be like they just a hack they just doing everything that works and i was jealous of their work ethic i was jealous like how are they keeping up with everything all the time and uh, you realize that most most of your hate comes from envy some hate is genuine like some people are genuinely terrible people and love to watch the world burn but most of the time it's just and you just do this in the privacy of your brain you're like i have learned this amazing lesson but i don't need to admit it publicly so jaydev putting this out publicly is a is a huge deal and i appreciate that so Anyway that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to me. I had a blast talking to you guys. This is episode 22. Next episode is going to be 23. And also audio listeners, thank you for listening to my sweet sultry voice. Yeah. Hope you uh finish what you were doing while you were listening. Okay, that sounds dirty. So <laughs> have a good day and a good week and a good month. You can listen to me on all audio po- platforms like Google and Apple podcast. If you're an Apple user by the way, the podcast app is already on your phone. So, yeah. And uh, people watching on YouTube, you're the OGs, man. And uh, please leave questions. I think people now are just so sweet and leave nice comments. You can leave a question on the YouTube comment with the hashtag #simpleken so I know that's a question and not just a comment for the video. Or you can go to Simpleken podcast, the Instagram thing. There it's kind of easier for me. to take questions because less of followers so the questions are easier to find less of comments also i think there were 73 comments on the last post which is also high but easier than 400 comments i'm see look at me complaining about my followers but um, yeah guys again i man i just want don't want to say goodbye <laughs> don't want to say goodbye but i have to okay guys Bye bye ta ta